0: Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriagepodcast. All right, so have you had to, like I recently did, uh, say to your spouse, Honey, I'm really sorry. I'm not going to say it was within the past 24 hours, although it was when I had to say, (laughs) you were emotional and i was factual and i'm sorry that's not what you needed and um things improve from there let's just leave it at that i'm john fuller along with dr greg smalley and we're going to hear more about the language of apologies in your marriage from pastor
1: ted cunningham as he spoke with jim daly ted let me ask you this Uh, last time we touched on how to apologize. But we did that fairly quickly. Let's come back to that for a minute. How do we craft an appropriate, heartfelt, honest
2: apology when we've wounded someone? Yeah, it needs to be rooted in my actions and my words, not the emotions of the other person. And I think that's where we make mistakes. I say this often and remind myself of this as often as possible, that it is not about apologizing for what Amy is feeling. I want to validate what Amy is feeling but I want to know what I did or what I said to cause that. And I know what that is. I can spot that even in my attitude. And so words and actions are one thing, but I can also apologize for my motives. I can apologize for my manipulation. I can apologize for when I'm trying to control the situation and she feels disconnected. Her primary emotions that we've been talking about are disconnected, abandonment, rejection. And so when I don't take the time to listen to her, find out what she's going through, or I want to rush through it. I mean, I can even apologize for the amount of time I've given something. The, the idea of a marriage being transformed by forgiveness is that we would have a judgment-free zone, that anything's on the table at any time. And and I've been to a lot of men's conferences, and I've heard this kind of tone. You know, guys, let's just face it. There's some things we can't share with our wives. And every time I hear that, I kind of bristle a little bit because I'm going, I don't think that's the message we want to put out there to guys that there are things they should talk about with other men, but not their spouse. So I just went home the first time I heard that. And I go, Amy, what do you think about that statement? And she says, you are one with me. <laughs> we we are in oneness. I don't think there's anything you feel or think that we can't share, that we can't deal with. And again, I get men's accountability groups. I do, and I believe in them, but they cannot replace or they cannot trump the marriage relationship
1: but I've got to tell you something that you said Amy said there gives a husband a tremendous amount of trust and that is I don't think there's anything you can share with me that we can't get through in Mm -hmm. essence Mm -hmm. I don't know in the marriage relationship how many couples have that discussion to Mm -hmm. say can I really be open and honest with you I'd say that's one of the big issues in the church today Uh, everybody's hiding Mm. their true feelings, their true behavior, and it's a veneer for so many. And then it it gives way, and the ugly side takes over, and we have distance between our relationship with God and us. And if we were more honest, maybe starting with our spouses Mm. about what's going on in our lives, with all the brokenness, this is not a perfect life. We cannot live a perfect life. The more we try to project that and live secret lives, even if we're trying to beat that secret life down, uh, the more we're going to fail. Does that make sense? Yeah. And maybe some of that anger will come out of that because we're trying to live one
2: way but project another. Exactly. And I think what keeps me from anger today is that intimacy I have with Amy because whatever comes against me, she knows me. Mm. Whatever accusation comes against me, she knows me. Whatever trial hits me, she knows me. Whatever difficulty hits me, she knows me. And I don't know which pastor said this first, but I know a lot of pastors have said it since. And that is intimacy defined is fully known, fully accepted.
1: Now, I got to ask the question, someone hearing this right now uh, going home tonight Mm -hmm. may try this because they're on their last string of their marriage. Mm -hmm. and they're feeling it, and they're they're thinking, okay, I'm going to go home and just lay it out there. How can you counsel
2: that person to do it as best as they could do it? Yeah, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) What I would say is Mm -hmm. you become the safe person before you become the one that lays it out there. How does that give me the practical way you Uh, approach that? You take something from the past that you know of, something that you've judged in your spouse, some part of your spouse's history that you've never been able to resolve or let go that you're able to receive that in a judgment-free zone. You're able to take that and show your spouse you're a safe person. I think for the person hearing this, going home and going, I'm gonna lay it all out, I'm gonna be vulnerable, I'm gonna be honest, ask, before you do that, and you wanna to get to that point, but before you do that, ask, how safe am I?
3: Mm. So what it's a Am, am I gonna
2: receive what I give? Right. Am I, if I'm giving this, then I would hope I can receive it. But again, this comes back to expectation. Because one of the things we do here in, in the ministries we do, we put ourselves out there to people who don't care for us or our message, and they're, it's not a safe place. So, But we're, we're here we're talking about marriage, and we want ma- the marriage to be the safest place on earth. I want the home to be the safest place on earth. It's one of the things you know, I'm working through with my kids as they're growing up in the digital age is how do I respond as a dad rather than react when things hit our home and Things come out and technology and all that, and teaching our kids, you know, guidelines for online, all of this. I mean, I want to make sure they understand I can tell my parents anything. Right. I can communicate, I can share anything with them. And the way dad hears that and receives that, he's guiding me and he's directing me mm. in a spirit of love. And I just, that same desire we have for our kids, even though we react, I, uh, Andy Stanley said it a couple weeks ago react on the inside.
0: Well, I really appreciate what Ted was saying about safety in the home and how we have to have that uh, with our spouse. Greg, um, how does that look practically? What can we do? Safety is
3: so important because love is risky. Love requires vulnerability. When you put your heart out to someone, there's no guarantees on what they're going to do with it. And that's why to really deeply be known and to know your spouse at a deep level requires that vulnerability, which is why we need safety that, that my wife, Erin, she needs to, to feel that I get her value and that I'm going to unconditionally accept her regardless of what she's doing. I mean, those are the ways that we create safety. Um, Safety comes, I think first and foremost, from a rock solid commitment. So, regardless of what's happening and what Aaron and I are going through, she needs to always know that I'm not going anywhere, that that y- you can be free to, to reveal who you really are because mm-hmm. I'm going to stay. So make sure that, that your spouse knows that you're 100% committed. You're in this until death do us part. I think another part of safety is recognizing that your spouse is God's masterpiece. His words, not mine. That that God has placed within your spouse just incredible value, and and you're going to treat your spouse based on your ability to see that value. And it's easy when I'm mad and hurt and frustrated to lose sight of that. So then in those moments, I'm not a safe person. If I can't remember and recognize Aaron's value, I probably am going to treat her in a way that doesn't feel valuable yeah. to her. Yeah. And so safety means that, that, that I really work hard at recognizing, remembering her incredible value because what I value, that's probably what I'm going to treat in valuable ways. I think another part of safety is in those moments that I'm frustrated and upset and I'm, I'm mad at my wife that I know how to take a step back and get my own heart open, hmm. because unless I learn some skills to to get myself back open, I'm never going to feel safe to Erin. She's not going to want to come up next to me if if I'm not learning how to be humble, in in how to be grace filled, in in how to take personal responsibility for for my choices. How to, in those moments, seek forgiveness from Aaron, I mean it's really the more I know how to deal with me, then I show up in in humble ways. I show up um willing to to give her grace so it it comes down to a big part of safety is me learning how to keep my heart open when mm-hmm. my heart is open, God's flowing through me, his love is is flowing through and and his love is kind and gentle mm-hmm. and grace filled and and i think as we do those kinds of things that we we begin to create an environment that feels safe and people are likely to open their hearts to you when yeah. they feel
0: safe yeah that's there's something about it. you you've been in a small group perhaps where one person ventures forth with a vulnerable comment yeah you know they they self disclose a struggle and then it just takes a little bit of courage for somebody else to step up and do the same. So do that and see what happens, not just with your spouse, but also with others in the home. So I heard you saying commitment, confirmation of your spouse's value, and then courage to own your stuff. Right. If I were to put and three get your C's heart, to it. Keep your heart open. Yeah. Well, we have a lot of great advice from Ted Cunningham, from Dr. Greg Smalley, from uh, world-class marriage experts. Stop by our website. Um, or give us a call if you need any help at all in your marriage we've got the uh, contact info in the episode notes also i do want to point out the free marriage assessment that'll be that last part you know the looking inside yourself and owning your stuff uh, that free marriage assessment i don't know greg how many is it half a million people that have taken that
3: like like a more
0: closer to like eight hundred thousand. oh my goodness wow hadn't seen the latest numbers but that's great Uh, So after you take it, it'll be closer to a million people have have (laughs) gone through this assessment. It's easy. It's quick. It's not threatening. It's going to help you grow. Uh, That's free, and we'll link over to that as well. well. On behalf of Greg Smalley and the entire team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.